What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com, and we finally have week six in the books there for you. So we've turned the page to week seven. The power rankings are up. The picks will be up as well later, as well as uh, the fantasy rankings by position. Our staff does a great job with that, so check that all out on SN and a reminder that the Tuesday edition of Lockdown Fantasy Football Pickup Tuesday is brought to you by my bookie. My bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Use the promo code locked on at mybookie.ag to get that hundred percent match bonus. Now before we dive in with our usual weekly dose of waiver wire and uh fab advice for you let's just quickly recap monday night football it was the titans winning 36 22 it was a very slow game it was a field goal fest it was 13 to 9 at the half so a lot of things developed here for the offenses in the second half with uh, three touchdowns for the titans that took control of this game and uh, on their, their side marcus merida he came back and you saw immediately how things changed 306 yards and a touchdown there for Mariota. He had the long one to Taiwan Taylor, the rookie there. So that was a big play, 53-yard play that uh, really changed the course of this game. And then uh, DeMarco Murray had the first touchdown of the game. Didn't do much on the ground, 40 yards rushing. The hamstring was still bothering him, maybe tweaked a little bit in this game. Was in and out of the lineup. 12 carries, 40 yards and a TD. Was very effective as receiver, 447. But the story is that Derrick Henry took over the backfield again, 19 for 131, and a touchdown. Really, all most of that came on that 72-yard run while the Titans were running out the clock at the end of the game. But still, that counts in fantasy. And they, it was notable that Henry was in there closing out the game for them. So they vowed to use him a little bit more. Maybe we trust them a little bit more with that. But... Uh, I think Henry is definitely a viable play as game flow should go in the Titans' future, favor here in the near future with the Browns coming up and several cake matchups coming. So Henry should be more effective, especially as Mariota's healthy. This whole offense can be exciting, dynamic, and uh, be very effective in on the ground. And I think we'll have to watch Murray if there's some concerns going forward, but he didn't get in the end zone for you, even on an off nine head, 87 yards from scrimmage on the other side we have a uh, Jacoby Brissett had another solid game moved around it was interesting to see that Jack Doyle was back fully on the radar those neck and concussion issues that had slowed him down the previous week 
back more back to normal here. So, caught seven eleven targets for fifty yards and a touchdown. And uh, Dante Moncrief popped up here again five for sixty seven on seven targets. Still, T.Y. Hilton is the number one here. He was really shut down. Had one long nineteen yard catch in the first half, but otherwise the Titans really focused to take him away. So. A lot of dinking and dunking, and the Doyle is a guy that we'll mention in our waiver wire talk as well this week. So let's dive right into that, and we'll start like we always do at running backs. It's a high-profile position that uh, you have to look at first and always be looking to add. And the first thing you have to start with is the Cowboys situation, and maybe the timing of last week, if depending on if you're league allows free agents after waiver wires run Darren McFadden and Alfred Morris are out there if you're an Elliott owner that was astute you would have stashed one of those guys but there's a good chance one or the other is available because McFadden has been pretty much inactive here while Elliott has uh, not been suspended the entire season Alfred Morris has been the main backup he's had a flash here in the long run in one game where it's hard to know who's going to get the majority of the touches I think half of uh, the speculation is on Morris, half of it's on McFadden. That means you want to get a piece of both of these. I think McFadden, yeah, I get it that he has a skill set, the versatility to plug in there, and Jerry Jones likes him, the Arkansas connection. But Morris, there was a reason why he was the straight-up backup. I think he's the early-down preference here. I think he's he's the guy that's more of the no-nonsense back that's going to pound through. Well, McFadden's a little older. We have to keep that in mind that he's had the injury history. He was effective there a couple years ago when uh, they were making the transition without DeMarco Murray waiting to get Elliott. But that was a couple years ago, and things changed quickly. And uh, you could also see Rod Smith being involved a little bit in this backfield. But Morrison McFadden, I think I would go with McFadden just based on past profile first. But I think Morris could have value, especially when they're playing San Francisco this week. So immediately if we find out about Ezekiel Elliott and uh, – Things are trending toward him having to start serving this suspension. The matchup is good enough for both of these guys to be effective. I expect a timeshare. I think game flow is going to be dependent a little bit, but in a game where they're ahead, I would expect more of Morris and less than of McFadden because he's a little bit more straight up and durable. So that's what I look at in that situation. Orleans Darkwa is definitely a guy that uh, you have to look at. As a pickup, he ran awesomely in Denver in that brutal matchup. A lot of good backs struggled. Darkwa, remixed offensive line, looked very good, even with Seattle coming in. This, the Giants offense really likes Darkwa, and he proved that he deserved to be the top back. Still a young guy ahead of uh, Wayne Gallman there. With Paul Perkins probably fading out of his existence here with that ribs injury. Another guy that if uh, you had looked at last week, you have to look at... Uh, Chris Ivory, because this is a guy that you have to uh, keep in mind is very critical if you're a Leonard Fournette owner. We saw Fournette had a little bit of scare with the leg ankle. We're not sure if it was related to his previous foot injuries that he had at LSU, but keep in mind the Jaguars have a bye coming up after week seven into week eight, so there's a chance that they may want to rest Fournette because he means so much to them. And they are playing the Colts this week. So a game they can possibly win with Ivory in there and possibly be a very effective running ball. We just mentioned how effective the uh, Titans were with their duo of uh, Murray and Henry. So you figure Ivory has very good value immediately. And it's a thing that the Jaguars definitely have to think about. I think there's a good chance that uh, you could have 
Ivory handling the load here, and he was involved in the pass game, scored against the Rams in that capacity. So he probably is going to take over the high volume with T.J. Yeldon is just a blip there. Has disappeared from that situation. So I think you look at uh, Ivory as a really top backup, maybe just a short-term play, but somebody that could be very valuable in that short term and somebody you're looking at DFS for sure. If you didn't go after Marlon Mack last week, go do that because you saw the burst from him. And uh, Robert Turbin went down late in that game. So he was uh, being used in the passing game a lot, Turbin was. But I think with him out of the equation, Mack's role behind Frank Gore could expand even further. And we saw the explosiveness there for sure in a couple runs against the Titans. And if you're looking at, at these other shares of backfield, I think one guy I really like is Dion Lewis. Just the usage. They're just disappointed with Mike Gillisley there is an early down back. So Lewis, we thought is this a scat back here. I think James White is going to be that swing back, but Lewis might be needed more just to run the football, straight up run it, and uh, be a guy that can score, which he did against the Jets. So Lewis is, we know the Patriots backfield is always tricky, but you always have to look for a part of it. And I think the other pickups this week, I think you could look at Rob Kelly. If people dropped him in your league, uh, Samaj P. Ryan hasn't looked that great in that role. He did score last week, but Kelly, it's a hard guy to trust the ankle. Not much upside there, but if you want to go for a piece of that, you can. Same thing with Matt Forte with the Jets, an older back that is worn down, but still working ahead of Elijah McGuire when he's in there. So you can't totally ignore Forte if someone has uh, dropped him as well. So, since I started doing this podcast, a lot of people ask me for advice, not just on who to pick up in fantasy or who to play in fantasy, but who to pick to win in games. But let me tell you, where you bet is just as important as who you bet on. and That's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. MyBookie has been in this business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so right off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And they have the fastest payouts in the business. Seriously, you can get paid in just two days. So you know who's going to win, right? Lay down some cash and win big today. And that's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have live in-game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, an all-new mobile site that makes mobile wagering on the go a breeze. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit with up to 100% bonus. That's easy to get that. Just enter the promo code locked on to activate the offer. That's locked on. Visit mybookie.ag today. Mybookie, you play, you win, you get paid. So let's continue looking at uh, the other positions here. We'll flip to quarterback now because there's some intriguing streaming options that you have to consider, especially now that Aaron Rodgers is down and uh, one is related to Rodgers that. Sorry about that. It's tough. And then James Winston, some of you may be looking for a replacement there as well. I wouldn't recommend Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's a tough matchup at Buffalo. But on the other side of things, I would recommend Tyrod Taylor. The Buccaneers just not getting any kind of pass rush. They're really terrible on the back end here. I know Taylor doesn't have Charles Clay. He doesn't have Jordan Matthews. But there's still some guys he can get the ball to. Nick O'Leary is somebody that I would... uh, look at being a bigger factor here for the Bills for sure. I think he's kind of a, a forgotten guy that he could have a big effect replacing Clay. So I think you might see more of Zay Jones be effective. He's going to 
go to maybe other guys on this team. So, Taylor, you're looking for some rushing yards, maybe a touchdown, 250, somewhere in that range. And I, I think you can get that from Taylor for sure at home against the Buccaneers this week. A great streamer. Jared Goff is another streamer I'm looking at as well this week at home against the Cardinals. The Cardinals, you know, have stru- struggled there. Let uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick walk back into the game there with his receivers, Mike Evans and Sean Jackson, Cameron Brait. We know Jared Goff has some good outside-inside options here. He's at home. He's had a couple tough weeks there with the Seattle and Jaguars pass defenses. Cardinals, you know that Justin Bethel issue on one side. So Patrick Peterson, it's funny because Peterson will be there to try to take away Sammy Watkins, but Sammy Watkins pretty much disappears anyway. So... So that should open things up for Cooper Cup and Robert Woods on other parts of the field there, as well as uh, I think the tight ends could be effective for Goff as well. We've seen Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett take turns there as being factors in this offense. So Goff, another guy I like, and streaming in a cheap DFS as well as Taylor. And if you're going bargain and you are really hurting with Aaron Rodgers' injury, I would consider looking at Brett Hundley. I know the struggles were there. He had three picks in relief. He looked good early. He was caretaking, not trying to do too much. Had the touchdown to Devontae Adams. But I think the Packers are going to have to throw a ton just because of the way their defense is totally banged up. This particular week, Drew Brees is coming in. Drew Brees is going to destroy that secondary. Just so many issues. Now Quentin Rollins going down. Kevin King didn't play last week. Morgan Burnett didn't play last week. Just... Uh, boatload of injuries for the Packers, Devon House as well. So kind of just things that uh, are going to help the game flow. I don't think this team can run too effectively here. As uh, They're going to dare Hundley to throw. I know the Saints secondary has played well. You're going to have to ex- expect some sacks, some mistakes, probably some interceptions here. But I could see a scenario where he goes for 300 yards, two, two, two TDs, two picks, somewhere in there for Hundley. But You'll take that in most weeks, uh, given the volatility sometimes of quarterback in relation to the rest of the field. So those are three guys I really like. Taylor is definitely my number one if you're going for a short-term streaming. If you go a little bit more dangerously, I think you could look at uh, potential for Blake Bortles against the Colts. We mentioned that uh, Leonard Fournette, chance he could sit. That could uh, make them throw a little bit more. Marquise Lee did have a pretty good game against the Rams. So, you know, the Colts secondary and uh, intermediate coverage can't do really much. And allowed a 300 game to Marcus Merida with a touchdown. So, if you're really desperate there and, and all these guys are taken, I think you can look at Blake Bortles for a one-week replacement here just because the matchup of the Colts is so good. Now, we go to wide receiver. And this one is an interesting situation a lot of things are changing up here i don't know if there's a clear-cut number one option that you must add but uh, i think you have to definitely look at taylor gabriel for the one week rental possibly against the patriots could be a very high scoring game there falcons at patriots he didn't do too much with his first opportunity against miami but uh, gabriel should be targeted a lot here julio jones you figure the patriots coverage is going to go toward taking him in. You know, Julio has not been very explosive anyway to start the season. So Gabriel could have a big role this week. Another receiver, based on how things are going in Washington, that is maybe second to me just because of the upside. Hopefully he'll get a few more targets and chances after he scored touchdowns here 
of late back-to-back weeks. Josh Doxson of the Redskins. And the matchup against the Eagles is nice on the back end for sure. This offensive line is playing very well with Trent Williams, so that's going to give Cousins a chance, who's playing much better than he did in, in Week 1 against the Eagles. And you look at Jameson Crowder and Terrell Pryor have just been terrible in terms of connecting with Cousins while Doxson has come on. We just want to see him get more targets, more snaps. You figure Jay Gruden has, has to know this by now, that Doxson needs to play more and less of Pryor in key roles and less of Crowder. And I think when you look at this Eagles matchup, there's a chance for Doxson to really break out here. I think he was a sneaky stash before Week 6, now coming out of Week 6 with another score. I think he's definitely a guy that has to be targeted. Now we need a little bit more clarity with the Cardinals. Secondary receiver, J.J. Nelson had to step in there. Jerron Brown looked like a guy, but now John Brown is fully healthy. Did score last week on a nice big play against the Bucks. so I still think he's the number two option when it's all said and done for Carson Palmer behind Larry Fitzgerald. So Brown is definitely a guy that you want to add if he's available now that uh, we don't see him on the injury report anymore in the final uh, thing that comes out on Friday. So keep that in mind. Juju Smith-Schuster, Martavis Bryant is pretty much done here. Smith-Schuster still not getting a lot of looks there. Antonio Brown's pretty much dominating targets for the Steelers, but Smith-Schuster's going to have to play a bigger role as we go on. It's a good matchup against the Bengals this week where he could uh, find the end zone again, be a good uh, possession receiver. As I mentioned, uh, Goff, Cooper Cup, if he's still out there, is a good pickup. I think if you're looking a little deeper based on injuries that have occurred that uh, we have to monitor, I think immediately... Emmanuel Sanders is going to be out for the Broncos. Good news for them that it's only detailed as an ankle sprain, but it's a team that's going to have to go three wide a little bit against the Chargers. We saw Benny Fowler go off against the Chargers in week one, scoring a couple touchdowns. So Fowler's going to be elevated to be playing outside. Jordan Taylor slides up the rotation into Fowler's spot there. So it's hard to know who Trevor Simeon's going to trust most, and Trevor Simeon is probably not going to play this week with a shoulder injury. So... That is going to throw a curveball into this with maybe Brock Osweiler having to take over. So it could be heavy, heavy Demarius Thomas this week. So that, that's something to keep in mind. But I would go Fowler over Taylor. Fowler's been more productive. Taylor's just been a guy that's occasionally played in the slot when needed and, and when they spread the field. But Fowler definitely has the potential there knowing that you have that tangible proof that he can score against the Chargers secondary from week one. Now looking a little bit beyond that, Golden Tate that did not look good, that injury that we found out with the shoulder. So he's expected to miss some time for sure. The Lions have a bye this week, so he's not gonna, any of these Lions are not going to help you this week. But got to look at Kenny Holiday. Maybe that hamstring that kept him out here of late will have healed and he'll be good to go coming out of the bye. If not, you really have to look at TJ Jones along with Marvin Jones there as uh, guys that can have an impact for the Lions, uh, while Golden Tate is down for sure. And, and I mentioned Cup, you might as well throw Robert Woods, the number two receiver. Whoever gets the Justin Bethel matchup is going to be pretty good for the Rams in this one. So I could see Robert Woods being a factor, especially with Sammy Watkins, totally disappearing from sight. Now we'll move on to the tight ends. And I'm going to mention my number one guy. I think he's sneaky. I think it has to be Nick O'Leary. Just because of opportunity. I mean, we've seen fantasy just being really fickle to the tight end position this season. Greg Olson has been hurt. 
and out. We saw Travis Kelsey was a little bit affected by the concussion. Rob Gronkowski has missed a game with an injury. Zach Ertz is pretty much the only money guy that we've been able to trust across all league sizes this year with uh, no effect on him with his injury or quarterback injury. So he's a guy that we've looked at, but uh, I think you have to look at Nick O'Leary. We know the Bills like to throw to the tight end. O'Leary did have a very good game filling in as soon as uh, Clay went down. So he's a guy that I think a lot of people are just going to be off on and you can easily pick up, and I think you can do that without a waiver claim maybe. So that, that's someone to keep in mind. Austin Hooper was more involved without Mohamed Sanu. Again, high-scoring game, Gabriel and Hooper should be more effective. They both didn't have a big game. Matt Ryan really struggled there against Miami. Miami's defense is actually much better than New England, so things should open up for Hooper. I think you also have to look at Jack Doyle after his uh, Monday night performance. As I mentioned, a good matchup against the Jaguars where T.Y. Hilton and uh, Dante Moncrief could be bottled up, so Doyle could do some damage inside. We did see Gerald Everett find the end zone against the Jags, so that's where they're most vulnerable to giving up tight end scores. Even with good coverage from Miles Jack, I think Doyle, the usage from... uh, Jacoby Brissett makes him worth it here. George Kittle, I think the relationship between him and C.J. Beathard, both played at Iowa, both rookies, is only going to develop. Rookie quarterback and tight end is their best friend, especially when he's literally his best friend on the field. So I think George Kittle, when you look at the matchup against the Cowboys, fantastic as well this week. Ed Dixon, the targets are still coming. I think he'd play a little bit better. The Bears are vulnerable there on the second level. There, So they're going to have a lot of problems with Christian McCaffrey, but that should also open up things for Dixon this week as being valuable. And you have to keep in mind with the buys, uh, you you pretty much have uh, decided to give up on Eric Ebron here. Ryan Griffin, if you used him for one week against Cleveland as a streamer, you'll need a replacement there. So Ebron and Griffin are gone, so you'll need a little bit more creativity, maybe a tight end, especially with the injuries as well that you're dealing with. Now for defense, uh, I think you have to target the weak quarterback situations here. and uh, I I think the one team that uh, gets elevated is the Tennessee Titans. They are facing the Browns. doesn't look like Deshaun Kaiser or Kevin Hogan can protect the football. The Titans are not a great defense, but they're an aggressive one with Dick LeBeau. They can force some mistakes if necessary there. So I really like the Titans as a one-week streamer this week. I think the Saints, the way the Saints are playing, and again, I mentioned they're playing Brett Hundley in Green Bay. If that was Aaron Rodgers, I would still totally stay away from the Saints. But they're getting after the quarterback. We know David Bakhtiari is still banged up. So Cameron Jordan is playing awesome. They can force some turnovers on the outside as well if uh, Hundley forces things. So great matchup, again, to keep the Saints in your lineup. I mentioned them as a potential sneaky team last week in uh, DFS. They really paid off with three TDs. I don't think they'll do that again, but... Definitely some sacks and picks could be in order for the Saints up there. I think another great matchup here is for the Panthers. The Panthers have been a little bit up and down defensively, not taking away the ball as much, but I think their blitz package and all that can uh, force some turnovers here for Mitchell Trubisky as a rookie quarterback playing his second home game. So keep that in mind. I also like the Bills. They get old friend Ryan Fitzpatrick probably, and even if they get James Winston, this is a good defense coming off the bye that uh, can really match up well against the Bucks and be effective for you. If you're living living a little dangerously, you can go with the Cowboys. I know the Cowboys don't have much, but 
They are potentially facing Bethard, a rookie, in his first start. There, so that's a little bit of a danger play if you're living a little dangerously. But I, I would rec- highly recommend those other teams a lot more to pick up, and a lot of them should be available based on how they're playing or if they were off in the previous week. That's kind of how these streamers work. They're not someone that someone has for a particular week, but uh, you can use them there, and they're relatively available on the free agent wire. Just don't be too aggressive. And a lot of people went after Atlanta this week, last week, and were very disappointed. While New Orleans was probably sitting there unowned as a free agent and was came through big time, a lot better than that team. So that's how you have to look at it. Sometimes with defenses, don't overplay your hand. Don't use a waiver claim necessarily. You can always find a defense that's going to give you decent enough points to support the rest of your team. So there you have it. There's your comprehensive look at what we're looking at on the waiver wire for. Week 7, a lot of options there to help you in the short term, uh, more so than long term this week. But again, uh, thanks again for my bookie for sponsoring today's show, Pick Up Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow for Matchup Wednesday. And keep in mind, we'll have our special guest from Pro Football Focus, the director of fantasy, Jeff Ratcliffe, there on Thursday's show. So for Locked On Fantasy Football, for my bookie and uh, Pro Football Focus, uh, Keep in mind to leave that review on uh, iTunes and with your Twitter handle, and you can win that subscription. This has been Vinny Iyer for Locked On Fantasy Football. We'll see you next time for Matchup Wednesday. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.